Welcome to Whiskey Fent, where we believe every bottle of whiskey has a story to tell. Three guys, one bottle, endless bonding. Here are your hosts, Brian, Evan, and JJ. Hey guys, welcome back. Whiskey Fit here. Uh, today we are talking about, and we are not talking about, we're going to taste uh, and talk through some Wild Turkey 101. It is my whiskey that I brought to the table, and much like all of our episodes, there'll be a story behind it, but uh, we are going to taste Wild Turkey 101, so while JJ or Ryan is bickering over whose glasses is whose and who touched and kissed and all that kind of stuff, they're going to pour the whiskeys out, and I'm going to tell you why uh, I chose Wild Turkey 101. So Wild Turkey 101, the story behind this is in my home, um, in a closet somewhere in a box, there is a larger bottle of Wild Turkey 101 that is signed by eight humans. Four empty. It is an empty bottle. Empty bottle. It was drank it. by those eight humans. Empty bottle. And those, those eight humans uh, were Pledge Class 76 of Phi Sigma Alpha, uh, which was what I was in. And the reason that this whiskey I brought to the table and kind of the story behind it is this is the first time I can remember in my young adult life as independent and strong as I think I am, this is the first time I can remember needing someone to get me through, needing someone to take me along um, and to get me through a hard time. It's also the first and only time in my life that my brother, quote unquote, and my brother's my best friend, you'll probably hear me talk about him a lot on this, but this is the first time and the only time in my life my brother ever betrayed me. My brother was an active in the um, fraternity that I was in. He's older than me. And Just so you know, all the language you're using, I don't, I don't know any of the language. That's I don't. Right. That's fine. I mean, I understand. I don't know so actives act, yeah. and so active is and somebody pledges that's, that's and already been through college. I don't know what you're talking. About. Oh, there's, I could go into diatribes on this stuff. No, no. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to disrupt you. How about my friends? Uh, but anyway, it's. My brother had been through it, and I was talking to him throughout the process of this, and he uh, he basically was doing exactly what you're supposed to do as an active, which is you you screw over the pledges, and I was a pledge at the time, to the point that it emotionally breaks them and it makes them come together, um, which he successfully did that. Um, but the whole reason that I brought the wild turkey to the table is, is because this reminds me of the eight human beings that I went through and ours was only 28 days. And I'm sure there's some hard asses out there that were like, I pledged for an entire year and I tip my hat to you. That's, that's awesome. But 28 days is what we did. And by about day 19 or 20, uh, I was emotionally defeated and beaten and, uh, it took, and all of us together to kind of to take us through and bring us through. But that's the reason I got it. And so we're going to, on this one. Hold on. At any point during this process, did they tie a rope to your nuts <laughs> connected to a concrete block? No. Is that no. not real? That's. I mean, it could be real in other people's, but I never had a rope tied to my member and then dropped off of a second story. Well, I mean, if you talk about trust, I mean, that's, that's, awesome. that's trust right there. This, this is the trust circle. This is that's the trust right. tree. That's <laughs> right. You're my boy, Blue. Oh, man. You're my boy, Blue. I can't believe it. But we are going to... Oh, anyway. So we didn't do this with another episode, but this is a a different episode. We're going to first try... (laughs) This is the correct way to do it. Yeah. Well, According to Ryan, the nerd, we are going to try neat first. No ice on this wild turkey and and see what it does to it. Smell it first. Hold on. Don't just drink it. Don't just... I know know you get it and you just want to take a shot and start yawning, but why don't you smell it and see if you can smell anything first? You know, I was... I was not happy about this selection. 
Because I got the snob. Well, you're going to be the first person to talk about it. So go ahead and smell it and drink it and then tell yeah. me your thoughts. Unfortunately, I really like the smell of it. Right. It's, it's, I'm telling it's you. It's kind of nice. I mean, it is. I'm going to like, yeah. It's I've, already, like, I've already drank mine, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the hell? That's how this is gonna go. Yeah, this. Is, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad Britt's here driving you home. Yeah, but we're good. <sighs> I mean, so, I, caramel and, and like maybe a little bit of like, appley things. So uh, literally, a caramel candy apple is 100 what I get. Where I feel like that's what I'm smelling. Like I'm at a, I'm at the state fair. fair. Yeah, we share a whiskey nose. Apparently, God. <laughs> They have yet to drink their freaking okay. whiskey at this point. <laughs> That's how you. I already that, drank mine forty five seconds done, you've ago. You've done wine tastings and stuff like that. That's what you do, man. Go ahead, Ryan. So there's a there's a burn. There's there's that cinnamon burn. <laughs> cinnamon. Wow, I feel like I'm back in a frat yeah, house, and I was never a, in a frat. No, I don't. I don't. I don't no, think it's, it's that bad. bad. It's not out of a plastic bottle. Um, there's definitely that oh, cinnamon and. And little pepper burn on the backside, but it, it still backs up with with I don't know. It's still fruity on the backside too. Yeah, like, so it's I, like, it's, I actually don't mind it. I'm saving my judgment just on pure labeling. Um, it's actually not bad. It's that got that middle that is like it makes you like kicks your throat a little bit as it's going down. It's a turkey fighting down your throat. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I actually, to be honest, I enjoy the first. I enjoy the middle. The part that I don't like about it is the very end. There's a what I call it, <clears throat> and I get this with tequila, fat tongue syndrome. The very end, once it's already gone, there's like an aroma that stays in my mouth that that gives me a very it, it turns me off from it. Uh, and maybe that's just bad experiences yeah, coming back that, up. That's the one know, you but, smell the next day normally. That's yeah, why. but th- that's what I get on the back end. I actually genuinely enjoy um, – this is pretty good on the front end. Just some background on wild turkey because we are giving a little bit of background before Should. JJ just goes into an Should. onslaught of why he hates this. But So wild turkey 101, uh, it, it comes from Kentucky. Uh, and, I'm guys, I'm giving you – um, this Wikipedia. is again. This is noob. I'm giving you the background on it, and these two dudes will will butcher it apart. But to be a bourbon, you have to be aged for at least two years, and all of Wild Turkey's products are aged for four to five years at, at very least, if not more. And then the barrels that they're put in are charred. All barrels are charred for whiskeys and bourbons, but um, the Wild Turkey products only allow uh, char four. Uh, which is the furthest char that you're allowed to have. Uh, and it's the only thing that they accept. And then they pride themselves on the fact that uh, they are completely organic with their corn, which is what makes a bourbon bourbon, is the fact that it's, from what I understand from you two, 51% corn. Or more. Or more. And uh, they do have no genetically compromised or mutated corn used in their grains and whiskeys so you're saying they're bougie in your terms yeah they are man that's fancy says the guy that brought a 200 dollar bottle of whiskey to the table yeah well that's how we roll okay. there's a, there's a so, 350 dollar bottle sitting. jj go ahead you're the bougie one <laughs> rip it up what I, do you think you know i, I don't know I, it's the only thing that's my only knock on it is it's, it takes me back to college right it takes me back to you know like how fast can i get drunk and that's pretty fast. Yep. Um, especially with this, right? So it's like, it's, it's not that bad. It doesn't have that much of a 
like that that punch on the second drink wasn't nearly as bad as the first. I think it's it was just that emotional response <laughs> to having to drink this stuff again may have been there. But honestly, it's actually pretty good. It's a little it's it's fruity in the beginning, has that cinnamon cinnamon like alcohol burn on the on the back end. It doesn't burn all the way down like you'll get with some some high end old scotches mm-hmm. that you get that that warming from the inside out. Um, it's good. Let me take another drink. Well, so Ryan we, fills it so in here. Let me approach this two ways. So approach number one is from the nerd side of things and looking at the mash bill, what it's made up of 75% corn, 13% rye and 12% wheat. So with a little higher rye content, that's where you get that sweetness and that candy apple that we got off of the top. The perspective that I have is totally different from both of you. Cause I didn't have the college experience and the craziness. <laughs> so I never drank myself into oblivion and throwing up with wild Turkey one-on-one. So I literally have none of that perspective. Now, when I get bad tequilas, I get that feeling from bad tequilas, not from good tequilas, but from bad tequilas, I get that feeling again because I had a lot of those nights growing up. But I never had a bad wild turkey 101 experience. So being with a totally fresh palate and a totally new perspective, for 25 bucks a bottle or whatever it is for a 750, that is damn good. So it's, And on ice? It's... yeah. To be honest, when so, I was that's an easy sipper. Y'all, y'all rip on the college, and, it, and look, we did drink this in the college. And, and it's the way you drank it. It's the way we drank it, and but it also was introduced to me as, hey, this is this is kind of your ne- your next natural progression, and you're no longer drinking terrible, terrible whiskeys out of plastic yeah. bottles, as you say. This is the next step, and then you know you talked about creeping up on you. I have good friends that. Tell you that you always got to worry about the turkey 101 because it it'll sneak up on you. It's it'll gobble. You'll end up gobbling real fast, yeah. and making and turkey noises if you're not very careful <laughs> uh, on this stuff. But you know that I don't know. I want to hear y'all's because this does have a sentimental spot sure. in in my heart because y'all both know me as an independent driven person. That's like I can get through this no matter what. I don't need you. And this was genuinely a time where I looked friends in the face and was like I. I can't do this. I need someone else. That, and, and knowing you for the amount of time that I have, that's um, extremely shocking to hear you say and admit. And I'm assuming you're, <laughs> only, I'm assuming you're only admitting it now because we're doing a podcast and you want to be <laughs> honest with your, honest with your audience. And had we never done this podcast, you probably never told us probably. that story. No. Um, so that I mean that goes a long way to tell me you know kind of what you were thinking there, and how what you were feeling there. That that's pretty deep stuff. So for me, I'm definitely shocked. <laughs> do either of y'all have a can you pinpoint a spot in your life like this was the first because i mean i was 19 at this point do you have a spot in your life you can remember i mean maybe y'all's was younger and maybe this isn't something you struggled for but this was something that i struggled with all the way up until i was not and still do as some of you know but i can remember it i mean like it was freaking yesterday have y'all ever run into this something like that i've um i've always needed people I've always, I mean, you know me, I've always been the social butterfly guy. I've always been the emotional guy. I've always been the one to want to hang out with friends. And when my dad's fixing things or remodeling at the house, I'm trying to find a way to go and play with my friends. That's how I always wanted to be. And it was no different. I mean, I was 20 when I, when I moved out and got hired in the fire department and went to live on my own, but I lived with a buddy from town that was also a fireman where I was working. So that was easy because I was with him and his wife. I went to recruit school, spent six months there with 24 other folks that were absolutely phenomenal 
came out of recruit school and and got a townhouse or an apartment with four of them. So I'd always I've always been with people. Um, I always equated myself. Nobody's ever said it to me, but I've always equated myself to Tom Cruise and Top Gun, <laughs> where where they, where they break up and, and and she says you're too scared to be alone. And I think that's been me. I've always been scared to be that's alone. Yeah, it really, it really. But no is. one like, else refers to him as Tom Cruise, or he only refers to himself as Tom Cruise. No, I think he's talking about. <laughs> I'm afraid to be alone. Part. I just, I've never wanted to be alone. So I, no, I've never had that feeling of. Not. I've always relied on people, so I've never not known how not to. See, I, I like mine's similar to yours, I guess, in Who? like. Evans, yeah, we can't, we can, when you just say you and point, yeah, well, that's I, no yeah. video camera. Yeah. Shut up, there is. Like they, that's why we don't pour one ter- one hundred and one. <laughs> um, so, like mine's similar to Evans in that. You already said that you didn't want to be in a frat, and you hate no, frat people. well, not so. But I say that like I had roommates out of college and everything else like that. So mine wasn't in that. Mm-hmm. Mine was when I got out on my own. Like 2006, and it, it plays into the, the Johnny Blue episode too. Like 2006 it just crushed me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the hardest year I've ever had. I, my, my business partner, um, guy I shared an office with, moved to Denver. I had to get my first office by myself. I went on a cruise with my fiance at the time with her entire family, uh, dislocated my shoulder, uh, and broke off the engagement on the cruise with her entire family. That was not my smartest move ever. We had to drive back from Houston. <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm gonna say you could rethink Ouch. that. Like I'm gonna say that we could we could rethink that a little bit. We could have. I was 26. I was stupid. Um, I was how no. I was I was getting close to 30 at the time. Oh, it was bad. So did that with that dislocated shoulder. I went from a relatively busy practice, getting my new first office all by myself, tripling my rent, and only being able to see about three people a week. Because my shoulder, I couldn't adjust. I couldn't do anything with my shoulder, um, and I wasn't getting it fixed. I like my mentor. I hadn't talked to him in almost four years. Calls me up out of the blue and says, "Hey, um, my birthday is in a month and a half. Why don't you get Dean, who has just moved to Denver, and uh, Luce, who is a friend of ours, and come out for it?" So we flew out to Vegas. And that ties into red breast here in a little bit when we do one of these no, uh, next ones. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves. But like he literally welded my shoulder back together that weekend. My practice started to get better. And he was having a quote unquote health condition that he ended up flying me out because I was broke, flying me out to Vegas and kept treating me. And I would treat him and just basically spun me back up to where I am today. So I would not be here today if it wasn't for someone else picking me up off of the the shitty front porch that I was on and carried me to the top of the mountain. It's always kind of it's deep. It's, in, it's, in, it's deep. It's incredible. And there's a little water in JJ's eyes right now. I, I think there's an onion in the room he's or the, somewhere. He's the cry. And I'm fine. I mean, I'm... Uh, I think it's <laughs> it didn't in, happen to you though. <clears throat> I think it's That's incredible right. because there's several people in my life that are very much like Ryan that are social butterflies and, and from you, you fear, this is a double, you fear FOMO than you do of anything else. And I know that's a double fear of missing out, whatever, but yeah. Whereas some are, I want to be okay and I'm by myself and I can, I can push and I can handle all of this alone. It's not a big deal, which is really what I've been all of my life. And then you have these 
people that are FOMO and it's, there's this disconnect between those two at times. Like Ryan just looked at me with this bewildered face. And right before this, when I said, Hey, this is what I'm going to talk about. And Ryan was like, I, I don't have anything to talk about today. I don't have that. The I, words, don't, I don't understand the words. I don't that understand are coming out of those words. It's, it's very interesting because there's a lot of moments and situations that Ryan talks about and that others in my life that are very people centric. I don't share those and I don't understand those. And so to some, and and some people listening, this lesson, if you will, or this situation that I'm going through, some of you may be like, that's not a big deal at all, but you've got to understand to people that to someone that literally went their own way, not to steal a line from Fleetwood Mac there, but, um, once again, I don't know I, like, what you're talking how, about. How does, how does he have such an old he, music repertoire he, no, and not he's got know a, anything he has about an old whiskey? old soul, period. That's what it is. But old souls, like, like they should understand and appreciate really good scotches and whiskeys. No, that's not a part of it. No. Oh. Either way, for the person that, that you know that may be independent and, hey, I'm going to go get this job. I'm going to live on my own. I don't ask for help. I don't need help. And they may seem that they're intrinsic or they may seem that they're closed off. That's just their personality and they're super independent. And then the moment that they do break and it's like, I need help. It's that caught off guard moment by some people sure. around them. Like I, this person's never needed help. What's going on? And that goes a long way. Like those seven dudes and well, unfortunately there's six now. One of them has passed away. But even though I haven't talked to some of them in years and years and years, they always will forever hold a pretty good spot in my heart for, I mean, it it sucked and it wasn't like the, it sucked. And I'm going to be real honest here. It's the dumbest shit ever. Like going through pledge ship guys is the, I'm the, so glad you said it. The, sh- the, <laughs> shit, the, the, the stuff, excuse me, that we had to do in the, it's just dumb, but you do it. And it's, it's not buying your friends. It's, it's you like, hey, I want to be a part of this group because I enjoy these people that I'd be around and this is the rite of passage and you, hey, I can do this because that person did that. But if you look back on it, like I look back on what broke me, quote unquote, and what it's the dumbest shit possible. And I won't talk about any of it because I'm not going to talk about any of the, the stuff that I did during Pledge Ship. but how flat, fragile he is. Uh, but you think about it, but that's also a, a kind of a lesson that I take away from it. It's to take away from that age old adage, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Like, especially with those independent people that you run into, it's like they can handle everything just wave after wave after wave of shit. And then it's just like this one little pebble gets thrown at them and it just breaks the whole house because eventually they break. And when they break, they have to have somebody there to help pick them back up, pick them up off the porch, like you said, and, and get their life back together. And generally who it is, is it's the Ryans of the world. Like that's who picks you up. Is this the person that's like, I'm friends with everybody. I'll give you a helping hand no matter what. See, I, th- I feel like he missed it a little bit in this. Not that you missed it, but it's, it's you know everything about this. But like Evan just said, you're the one that does a lot of the picking up and keep keeping people together. You are a team leader. You all do all of those types of things. And that's really what it boils down to. But that's all... That- that's all I've ever known. So what you're describing to me is public service, right? Serving the public. And there's a lot of ways to do that, but that's all I've ever known. I started as a volunteer fireman when I was 14 years old and I did that all the way until I got hired as God, a professional fireman a at 20. I was 14. Look, look, <laughs> Such look, a grew up in Appalachia, Listen, he grew up in Appalachia man. Come I'm on. telling you 14 years old. Cause my old, my friends were older. 
I started volunteering at the local firehouse, right, with 800 people in my town that I grew up in. And then when I started playing um, JV football, so ninth grade, right, yeah. I started playing football because I wanted to play football just like everybody else. Here's the problems is that the JV games were on Thursday nights, but we had to go to the varsity games on Friday nights and stand on the sideline. Well, here's the problem. Friday nights at my firehouse were bingo nights. Well, I was the only friend that played football. All the other ones were at the firehouse on Friday night working bingo, calling bingo. Like, like bingo. Like, like B-22. Like 100 old ladies sitting in a bingo hall smoking cigarettes, and I'm selling cards and strips and sitting on a stand saying, oh, 74. You're a loser. Under the O, You're a loser. 74. Dude, I like, that's me. Pretty cool. Bro, this, this is what I did. And I chose the fire department and Friday night bingos over football. My freaking God. Yes, sir. <laughs> but I'm so, so serving the public is all I've ever known. So what you guys are talking about to me is serving the public. To take this back and put the light back on you, because that's really where this is at. <laughs> It's like, no, no, not me. Not me. <laughs> the, the, the funny thing about the whole independentness and what you're talking about with this pledging stuff, to me, the interesting fact is you've been an athlete your whole life and the entire athlete, your athletic background has always revolved around team, 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 yeah, team, team, yeah. not about me. Yeah. That's weird so to me. And I've, and when you bring that up, like I thought about that, I'm not going to dive yeah. too far, but I thought about it like in all athletics, <clears throat> and I do believe in this. You do depend on team, but it's a self it is a selfish game in the fact that you do a lot of times predict your own outcomes in athletics. How hard you want to work, how well you want to be prepared, how how good of a position you put yourself in to be successful. And then the team success, yes. Like if you win or lose is a very team thing. But whether you succeed personally, is not necessarily a team thing. Whether you succeed and see success, and I guess that may be a, a conversation of how you see success. Do you sure. measure your success on, I won, or do you measure success on, I performed these tasks, uh, I accomplished this goal, sure. and that's what success is, which is always what I've kind of looked at. I love, You know me, I love to win. I want to win, but at the same time, I value, I followed this process and I accomplished these tasks. So athletic, ath, not athleticism, athletics in general never brought me to the point where it's like, I need someone to bring me along. I am, I'm broken, if you right. will. You know, that part of that is like you were talented enough athletically that you did your job. The other five, six, 11 people in the field or 22 people didn't do their job or the other team just did their job better. Right. So, but you performed at the pinnacle of what you could do and everything else like Correct. that. And then it's, it's, it, there's that weight of something we're all going to get crushed. Right. And right. Then, like the Stoics talk about that type of stuff. It's, it's, it's like, you're always going to get your, your face punched in mm -hmm. at some point you're going to lose a fight. And it's, it's what they say in jujitsu. It's either you're, you're winning or you're learning. Right. So. And that's, it, it's a good point, but we're not going to get, I don't want us to get too deep on this because we're, Here's what we really want to know. Sure, yeah. And we'll go around the circle here. We've now had a couple more yeah. sips of this. Um, I don't – either one of you, you're the, the learned doctors of this, if you will. Uh, you've let the ice melt. You've done it over ice. You've done it over neat. Ryan, JJ, Wild Turkey 101, you have to tell somebody a synopsis. Go.
here's the deal. This is a this is a great starter whiskey. And I and what you were talking about earlier, Evan, when you said it'll sneak up on you kind of thing, it'll get your turkey throat and all that kind of deal. It's because it's right in the middle. It's that it's a hundred one proof, which is kind of it's not ninety or ninety two, which is on that weak side, but it's not one fifteen or one twenty on the burn side. It's right there in the middle with that high rye content. It's sweet enough to go down really easy and smooth, especially on a little bit of ice. And that's where that's where it starts putting the pressure on the temples and mm-hmm. s- starts sucking you in to feeling really good. So um, this is a it's a phenomenal starter whiskey. I am actually upset at myself to not have this in my little collection over my shoulder. And uh, next week I'll be swinging through the store to make sure I add one to the collection. <laughs> so I think it's something you got to have. I think it's one of the ones you have to have in there. Uh, I, you start there. I don't. And know. I have no perspective, so that's why. Yeah. Well, so for me, it just it brings back way too many nights curled up beside a yeah. beside a, a bathroom and in, in the in the, the dorms. So it's it's coming back to it twenty plus years later. You know what? It's not bad. I really like if if I was to say you know if you're going to start on if you are just cracking into bourbons and riskies and rise and these types of things, it is a very interesting perspective. It is a very it's a heck of a lot cleaner and, and a heck of a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I was prepared to hurt for this one and um, I'm not going to, it's actually not bad. So like, I won't add it to my collection, but uh, <laughs> that's probably purely emotional things. Um, but um, you know what? I would mix it with something and, and do that. Well, yeah. There you go. That'd I mean, be a so good idea it's, too. It's a good yeah. whiskey mixer. That'd be a great okay. mixer. I agree. It's sweet. So that I might add it to my collection for that. Be a good mixer. You're right. I would tell people I'd agree. I would agree with Ryan. It's a very middle of the road whiskey. It's uh, for someone that's not sophisticated at all and does have bad experiences on wild turkey. I would have no problem drinking the rest of the bottle of this um, (laughs) over ice. It's smooth. It doesn't bite too hard. It doesn't have any um, too bad of, I guess, lingering aftertastes. It's also not too sweet, which. Definitely some of those other whiskeys that we'll try along the way yeah. are too sweet and too syrupy for my taste. Um, this seems to sit pretty middle of the road. Um, so I would encourage this. I think Ryan hit it on the head. This is a great starter whiskey if you're looking to just jump into drinking whiskey on ice. Uh, it's a good one to try. That's I what agree. I, would go. I agree. So, yep. We'll catch up with you guys next time. Thanks for listening to Whiskey Fit.